Howdy, folks. Welcome to The Home for Anime. I am Rin the Rambler, your host, with no toast, but I am ready to jam. Today, I am here to pose and ultimately answer a serious question. Should you watch Inspector? The answer may surprise you. The answer is, <clears throat> probably. Therefore, this episode will be named, Why You Should Probably Watch Inspector. Now let me explain. Inspector is an anime based off of a light novel of the same name and is animated by Studio Brainspace. And it's about this goddess of wisdom who is also the best girl of 2020, Kotoko Iwanaga, who is this intermediary between the real and supernatural world. So she helps different yokai, which are spirits. And how she came to get that power to be that mediator is because she ended up in a place full of yokai when she was a kid. And I guess they really just took to her and they said, would you like to be our goddess of wisdom? And she said, oh, yeah, sure. That, that'd, be, that'd be pretty tight. Those are my words, not hers. She didn't say that'd be pretty tight, but I mean, it's a pretty tight deal. Do people even say tight anymore? I don't know. Sonic Adventure 2 days. But she agrees to be their goddess of wisdom. And as a result, they take her eye and her leg. So she keeps one eye and one leg. And after being deemed missing in the human world for a few days, she's ultimately found. And when doctors go to operate on her, they say, oh, wow, this leg has been cut off and is properly cauterized. And the eye was gouged out properly? There was no residue? The way that they did it, she was never in any real danger. I mean, yeah, they took that stuff from her, but she was okay. Because that's what you need to be a god or goddess of wisdom. You had to lose either an eye or a leg. And she happened to lose both, so she's ultimate in my eyes anyway but two years before the start of the show she met this dude named kuro who's a few years older than her and it was love at first sight now who is kuro you may be asking kuro is the resident sundere of inspector who is a very unique person because he ate two different types of yokai when he was a kid and he has this awesome future-telling type thing that he can do. And he is immortal. Also, he is a total beefcake. Not like a himbo, because he's got some brains, but yeah, he's a beefcake. So they go on to solve mysteries. And that's really all that I can get into without getting into spoilers. There are pros and cons to watching this show, and the pros, in my opinion, outweigh the cons. I think that the mysteries that they solve are a lot of fun, 
really, if you're a fan of conspiracy theories, this show is for you because these episodes are really dedicated to how things can be set up, how things can be construed in a way that makes sense to appease the general masses. And I would say the animation is pretty good, which you will be seeing a lot of because there isn't much action and there is a lot of talking, which I think if if you have a lot of things to do with conspiracy theories, naturally there's going to be a lot of talking. But I think that that really does play into its strength because the mysteries are so good. There's this whole episode dedicated to a lake serpent trying to figure out why a body was dumped into his lake. The entire episode is literally just Kotoko, excuse me, she likes being called Iwanaga. Iwanaga saying, well, maybe this is what happened, and here's my justification. And the serpent is just going back and forth with her like, uh, no, because this one thing doesn't add up. So she goes and finds more solutions. He rejects all of them until eventually she comes up with one that he cannot argue with. He says, there might be some holes in it, but you've convinced me. So she goes through so many different lies that she doesn't believe just to try and come up with the right story that makes sense or makes the most sense. And that continues on later on in the story, which is used in a really, really cool way later on down the line. But if you really are a fan of watching ideas form, watching different stories come to be told, and just how different internet trolls and how conspiracy theorists work, which I didn't really know much about, you know, how different things were inside jobs or whether the McGangbang exists, which I still don't know, but in the words of Meat Canyon, those Big Macs are pretty good. I would say that this show is worth sticking with just for that. It's, it's a lot of fun for me personally, but if you can't stand having a lot of talking and having it go by so fast, which the subs for this were a bit hard to keep up with, because there was so much talking. So there were bits and pieces that I had to rewind a couple times just to get through everything. And I understand that a lot of people might not have that level of patience because they might just want to get their program done in one sitting. This may not be for you, which is what takes me back to you should probably watch it. But I think that the pros outweigh the cons on a personal level also, the action that they do use, like I said, that it's minimum, but it's okay when there is action. 
when I say action, I mean actual fights because there are fights and sometimes they look good. Sometimes they're just okay, but because everything looks so good, it really doesn't matter. You'd have to be a real stickler about how the Sakuga, which honestly isn't really there, in my opinion. It's it's beautiful, but there's nothing that like stands out. But you have to be a real stickler about how that's used. But all in all, it's it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 inoffensive. That's the best way that I can describe the animation for this show. That's the best way I can describe this show in general. For me, the mystery is fun, but overall, the show is inoffensive. There's nothing really wrong if you're a fan of mysteries because you're used to talking, you're used to ideas being thrown around. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good. So, yeah, probably watch it. Now, uh, <clears throat> as always... I like to get into spoilers. Well, not always, but in this case, I like getting into spoilers. But I am going to say one more thing. Iwanaga has peak character design. I mean, she is short and adorable throughout her entire life. Because we see her when she's a teenager, and then we see her a few years later, because there's a time skip that happens. But she looks the exact same that is one thing after this time skip she and kuro they look the same as do one or two other characters who show up but then again a lot of them are yokai so i guess you would expect them to look the same but there's one character who i'm about to get into with the spoilers who looks exactly the same which i guess given the time skip it wouldn't make too much of a difference but it did kind of rub me the wrong way but to get into spoilers the first thing that i want to get into is kudos x who is the person who i was just saying looks the same so kudo was faced with this yokai when he was out with his ex-girlfriend which is why she broke up with him because the the yokai which was a kappa was totally afraid of him when they met and his girlfriend couldn't handle it she's like what kind of monster really are you why are these monsters afraid of you which is fair if you found out that your significant other was a monster that other monsters were afraid of, especially when they see you heal after being hurt and be generally unfazed about being in harm's way, that is a bit of a red flag. Unless you're in the WWE, like, yeah, my man fights in the WWE. He feels no pain. Take that. Macho Man Randy Savage. 
<clears throat> but I digress. After the time skip, Kudo does end up with Iwanaga because she has loved him since the moment that she laid eyes on him. And he's not really that much of a dick to her after the time skip. I mean, he was always rather considerate of her. He was sweet, but at the same time, he was like, someone get this woman away from me. Kind of like how Eustace would say it to Courage. Get away from me. If you've never seen Courage the Cowardly Dog, I, I really don't know what to say to you right now. Even though this is an anime channel, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who are listening at this point, aside from my friends, are American. So we all grew up with Courage. But he grew to really love her, love Iwanaga, which I think was really sweet. I'm glad that she got her bag and her man. That was very sweet. And you definitely see it more in the last five episodes. He says some real suave and slick shit to her. And I was like, damn, I need to take I need to take some notes out of this man's book. He said I would get hurt and die for you as many times as need be, which mind you, he's immortal, so it doesn't really carry much weight. But that's kind of like how I would say to a woman, girl, if I had a penny for every time that I thought of you, I would have one penny because you're always on my mind. But for some reason, Kuro has me beat. I mean, I guess it's because he actually follows through with it and he actually dies. But here I am with no money. <clears throat> wow. And there's this really, there's this weird thing that I really want to talk about. So the big issue with this season, the the big bad of this season comes in the form of this woman who carries a steel beam, who is a ghost. And the, the big thing about her, aside from carrying a steel beam, she is this deceased idol, actress, person. And the one thing that everyone says about her, and the show also highlights, is the fact that she's got some big-ass yitties. I mean, goodness gracious. It's kind of funny at first. They, they use it a couple times, and then they did one or two shots of the actual Yiddies, like with with clothes on, of course. This is like a good TV fourteen show, but it, 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 the joke kind of fell flat after the third or fourth time it was used. But the thing that orchestrated all of that was the fact that Kudo has a cousin who ate the same yokai that he did 
because of some shit that was happening with their family. They were trying to make this prophecy issue thing come true that I think is really worth seeing for yourself rather than me telling you about it. Because it was super fucked up watching it happen. And that kind of shock value, I think, can only be experienced by watching it. But she's trying to find a way out of the curse that she and Kudo both suffer from. She wants to die. Kudo wants to live a normal life, do regular guy shit, and take regular shits. I added that part in there. But his cousin wants to be able to die. And as a result, she will do anything in her power to make that happen, including making up an urban legend and making that urban legend do a lot of bad shit. And that's really where the conflict comes in and that's where the conspiracy theories come in because these ideas that we have which i thought were great or i thought this was a great point in the show i should say these theories that we have we bring power to them and as a result they can be hard to dispel and they can be hard to get rid of easily so we have this issue on our hands especially in the show where you know how are we going to sleep at night how are we going to feel safe this isn't just stuff that are fairy tales that'll keep our kids awake these are things that can actually affect us people will go on to imitate these crimes that they hear and see, which, as we know, is a real thing that happens. People who idolize certain criminals will go on to do the things that they've done, which is a theory that they come up with for the steel beam lady being a thing, is that she's not actually a thing. She's someone who is being not mocked, someone who's being imitated because the legend is there and this person is using it for their own gain, which isn't the truth, but it's just this awesome theory to try and dispel her and trying to get the steel beam lady to go away because once these rumors and these legends have no power, they're nothing. They disappear. And I thought that using that alongside this ethical and moral standing that maybe I'm just looking too deeply into, but trying to dispel these different yokai saying, oh, ghosts don't exist, yokai don't exist, when you are the goddess of wisdom, having to tell a lie to take away another lie where is the right stance for that what do you do 
you you have to protect both worlds just like how in the real world we have to pick and choose what truths and what lies we have to tell to figure out who we can and cannot protect so seeing iwanaga go through this entire process of trying to dispel and trying to destroy the lies that kuro's cousin is making i i thought that was just really cool to see that moral and ethical dilemma take place there's also one thing that i thought was not cringe but pretty sus and i really don't understand how this works in other parts of the world again i am just a simple southern boy which i guess if, since i am southern you would think i know something about this but i don't kuro's in love with his cousin even though he is with iwanaga at this point his cousin is his first love which i am not too keen on even though i have seen it in quite a bit of media i, I don't really get it so whenever I see it in shows and movies, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Um, I want to marry them. I'm in love with them. No matter how distant they are, like in, um, like in Jobless Reincarnation, it, it just turns me off. And sometimes I can look past it. Sometimes I can't for the greater good of pushing on and trying to appreciate the story. But when I realized that they were cousins and that she was his first love, I I couldn't really rock with it. Nonetheless, this battle of wit between Kuro's cousin and Iwanaga, like I said, was very exciting. And I think that the way that it ended really did give way to an excellent season two which has been greenlit and i'm i'm really excited for it it's hard to make an ending where it's open-ended but you have to you have to care about it being open-ended so sometimes you think oh well this is open-ended, but I really don't care. I don't need that second part. I have my closure, or my closure comes from the fact that this show is finally over and I don't have to watch or listen to this anymore. But in this one, I was like, okay, I have my closure for this particular part of the story. I know that there's supposed to be more and they set that up really well. I don't know what's coming. I know that there's this battle that is going to be fought or that is currently being fought and that now they have this moment of rest. And that's going to lead into season two is them going straight back into the battle after maybe one or two miscellaneous conspiracy theories, which would be very nice. So season two being greenlit, big plus for me. So let me reiterate, should you watch Inspector? Well, I liked it, but um, it's not exactly 
conventional, but, uh, <laughs> you know, probably. And with that, we've come full circle. <laughs> Gravy. I shouldn't have done that. I love Young Gravy, in case uh, anyone's wondering where that was from. Young Gravy is the hero of my generation. And if they made an anime about him, I would watch it. I would promote it all day, all night, because Young Gravy is a hero. With that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening. All of my wonderful friends and people who support me, you are what makes this possible. I really enjoy doing this. I love talking about anime and then talking with you guys about the shows that I watch and then you eventually watch or that you've already seen. Opening up this dialogue is a lot of fun for me. So thank you so much for being receptive. And Inspector is available on Crunchyroll to stream. And uh, that's all I got, really. Is what I want to say, except for the fact that you've got to listen to the OP and the ED for this show because they are both killer. But no, that's really it. Just, yeah. Google Inspector OP and then Inspector ED and you will not be disappointed. And you'll tell... You'll be able to tell this in the description and in the episode itself, but Inspector is in slash Spectre, which I didn't really understand that, but I know that Spectre is ghost, and I don't know what N is, but Inspector. I'm going to inspect season two when it comes out, but honestly, I'm not going to inspect the light novel. This is one where I'm just going to be anime only. But that's all I got. Thank you, and I will be back some other day. Peace.